what people don't realize is that money follows passion. When you're passionate about something, you're going to put in your all. And you're going to work regardless of who's looking. You're going to put in the effort and the time. You're going to be creative. You're going to solve problems. And money follows that. Mm -hmm. And so you would never have to worry about your career and um, it growing if you're following your passion. Because you'll always have ideas. You'll always be solving problems. And people pay for that. People pay for other people to solve their problems. <laughs> As you well know. All the time, don't worry about the paycheck. Like, that will follow you. You solve some problems, mm-hmm. and the money will follow you. Welcome to Meredith For Real, The Curious Introvert. That's me. I'm Meredith, and I collect people. For real. You never know who I'm going to meet next. So come listen as I put my curiosity to good use. Every week, I'll introduce you to someone new, and we'll talk about ways to stay curious and grow. Big thanks to our location sponsor, Delta Life Fitness in Pace, Florida, the 30-minute women's group fitness plan you can actually stick with. She got her master's degree in organizational leadership and became the youngest member youngest person to ever become VP of Human Resources at her place of employment. She's been in the HR field for the last 12 years, so, you know, she doesn't hate it. Today, she's going to share how you can your 9 to 5 doesn't have to drive you to drink, how you can find your passion within your daily job, plan maker, list checker, proud twin mom and wife, LaShante Cox, everyone. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's an interesting description. <laughs> <laughs> if it's you, don't lie. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, having lived in the like self-employed world for so long, I am totally like this idea that you can be passionate about your nine to five is really outside of what I think about. But it's so what you are like you represent that you know and you always have and I so I'm so excited that you're gonna help us figure out how to be passionate about where where people are in that w-2 job so um where does someone even begin if they're already employed and they're not in love with a job that they are in well first I always say that um it starts with you like this is your life and do you want to spend your life going to a place for 40 plus hours a week doing something that you're not passionate about probably not so the first thing to do is to find out what are you passionate about Um, because if you're doing something you're not passionate about it's going to show up every single time you go to work and it's going to make your life miserable and you're going to be just that person that, okay, it's eight o'clock, I'm here. When is it five o'clock so I can go home? Or when's my next vacation? Or I'm not quite feeling it today, so I think I'll call in sick. Um, but when you're passionate about what you do, you're working even when you're not. You're working when you're not getting paid. You're working regardless of what they're paying you because it's, it's what you live and breathe. Mm-hmm. So how do you even know what you're passionate about? So many people have lived in the... Um, you know, the, the automatic pattern of life 
of like, you know, high school, college, marriage, mortgage, that they never even stop to reflect on what they may or may not be passionate about. Um, you know, we all took those tests in high school. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we were yeah. all doing what that said, I think we'd all be travel agents. Because I literally, like every, <laughs> everyone I knew that took that was like, you should be a travel agent. But um, how do you figure out what you're passionate about? Well, I might slightly disagree with that because I believe most people know when they're kids. Um, so, for example, when I was in the seventh grade, our seventh grade counselor used to pull me out of class to come counsel other students. Um, every one of those tests that I took, it didn't have human resources professional, but it had some field of where I got to help someone. If it was counseling or being a teacher um, or a social worker, it had some aspect of that. And I knew from the beginning that I wanted to go into a field where I could help people. Um, to the point that I had told my mom, I was like, I want to be a, a counselor. And uh, she was like, uh, you don't want to listen to people's problems all day. And <laughs> you take things hard very seriously. So um, that might affect how you feel about your life. And so I thought, I said, okay, well, I'll go to college and study business with the undergr- undergrad in human resources. She didn't know about the undergrad part. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so um, my concentration in human resources. So I just feel like each person, they truly know. I think we have a habit to disregard what it truly is, what, what our passion is, because either someone's going to say something negative about it or they're trying to protect you. So like, for example, my example, my mom, she was trying to protect me because she knew how sensitive I could be as a child. And so she was trying to say, don't go be a counselor because you'll be so sensitive and you'll take on other people's problems. Well, there's other ways to deal with that. You can grow up and, and grow out of that. Um, you can learn how to cope with that. And so I think most of us know at a young age, we just, for some reason, tuck it away, either because of what other people tell us or life circumstances or fear, which is a big one. But nine times out of 10, I think people know when they're young of what they're too passionate. And you just got to go back and tap into into that person and and be like, what did I absolutely love doing when I was a kid? Like, what made me really, really happy? Yeah. And how does that translate into a job now? Because, you know, 30, 40 years ago, um, the jobs that we have now didn't exist. So it's almost like tapping into that childhood um, excitement, but then finding the patterns of what, what about that made you excited? And then how does that translate to a job today? And not only that, you have to know the foundation of what makes you happy, because that may look different. It's not, it may not be the same job per se. So for example, what makes me happy is helping people and solving problems. Uh, What makes me happy is standing up for things that um, most people are afraid to say and stand up for. And so right now that's in human resources and will probably majority of my life look like something in human resources. But that doesn't mean I can't take that and move that to a different field or a different type of look and do that exact same thing. So you have to find what the foundation is because that foundation 
can be different parts of different positions, um, different fields. Um, but as long as you're doing that foundation, then you'll still find your way. That's so good because we do get attached to um, a certain title or maybe like a certain um yeah, certain field. And then we don't realize that you can find happiness or fulfillment in other fields, but just having that knowledge of the core of what makes it enjoyable for you. That's, mm-hmm. that's so true. Cause I'm experiencing that now with the podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, parts of what I've done for so long and who I've been and who I've evolved to be can kind of play out in a different way. Yeah. So most of the time when I, if I'm mentoring someone, um, a lot of people will come to me and say, like, I'm not happy in my job. I want to move to the next level. Um, and I ask them, I'm like, well, what's your dream job? I don't know. I just know that I want to do something different and I want to make more money. And I'll tell them, you can move to the next job. Like, you're more than capable to move to the next job. You're just going to be back in here in a year or two talking to me about the same thing. <laughs> because you haven't found your passion. You haven't found what drives you. It's not, there's never enough money in the world that is going to make you be like, I want to get up and go to work every day. Never. Like, I don't care what your salary is. What's going to make you get up and go to work every day is like, I need to be there because if I'm not there, something is missing. Because this is what I'm, I'm meant to do at this point in my life. I'm meant to be here and I'm meant to do this. So I tell people, until you can tell me what your dream job looks like and exactly what you want to do, you're just going to jump from job to job to job. I know people who have um, great resumes, great careers and titles and, and make an awesome salary, and they're miserable. And the reason they're miserable is because they kind of grew into it, you know. They're really good at the job. And they just grew into it. So naturally, they progressed in the company. But if you ask them if they enjoy what they do, no. Mm. They just, it just kind of worked out for them. So it's really important not to just get on that, that treadmill and just keep running um, because you're running nowhere. When you really should stop and say, is this my passion? Am I fulfilling what I believe I'm put on this earth to do? Because if I'm not, at the end of the day, I'm just going to put in 15 plus years and I'm going to look back and be like, I didn't enjoy any of it because I, yeah. I just wasn't my passion. Yeah, that makes so much sense because it doesn't, money doesn't equal passion and mm-hmm. advancement doesn't equal passion until you take it back, strip it all back and figure out what you actually want. It's impossible for you to move forward with any sort of sustainability. But what people don't realize is that money follows passion. When you're passionate about something, you're going to put in your all. And you're going to work regardless of who's looking. You're going to put in the effort and the time. You're going to be creative. You're going to solve problems. And money follows that. Mm -hmm. And so you would never have to worry about your career and um, it growing if you're following your passion. Because... You'll always have ideas. You'll always be solving problems and people pay for that. People pay for other people to solve their problems. (laughs) (laughs) As you well know. All the time. Don't worry about the paycheck. Like that will follow you. Mm -hmm. You solve some problems Mm -hmm. and the money will follow you. Yep. 
I agree very much. So let's say a person figures out what really makes them excited about life and then they realize that where they're at doesn't align with that and they're looking for a new job. They're going to some interviews. What what could help a person in those interview situations um, figure out if that job is the right fit for them? Well, the first thing I tell people to do is first you got to find that dream job. So go look and find um, a job posting that you believe is your dream job. And then look at what they're asking for on the resume for experience slides or what they say the job duties will be because that's what they're going to ask you in an interview. And if you can't answer or say you've done those things, then you won't be successful in the job interview. So I don't want to set an unrealistic expectation that you could just say, oh, that's the job I want. I'm just going to walk in there and get it. No, you do actually have to have some experience. So what I encourage people to do is when you're looking at those job duties and the experience, see how you can try to get that in your current position or with your current company. Like, have those conversations with your, your manager. Like, I would like to do X, Y, Z that's on this job description, or I would like to gain more experience in X, Y, and Z that's on this job um, or experience-wise so that you can start building your resume because that is going to be important. But then don't stop there because that's also putting all of your um, hope and dreams into one person. Go out and volunteer. Um, get that experience from volunteering with nonprofit organizations so that you can still take control of building your experience. And then that will help you be successful in a job interview to where you can get to that next step. But I also tell people each job that you have is preparing you for the next position. And that's why I say, like, every day is an interview, not the day the job opens, because what you're doing right now, how you're working right now, um, it's preparing you either for the next level or it's preparing you to stay exactly where you are. Mm, that's good. That's tweetable. <laughs> <laughs> what about a college grad that where they don't have a manager because they're they don't have a job, let's say how what's the best way for them with that fresh beginning? What's that best way for them to um, to not get stuck in a, in a position that that they hate and they have to go home and drink every night or they feel they have to go home and drink every night to a cope. That is a real thing, girl. There are so many people out there. That is their life. They need your help. Yeah, don't go home and drink every night because that is killing your creativity <laughs> and you're not solving problems. Yeah. Um, the, the best thing to do is to get a mentor and to get an internship. Um, I highly, highly encourage grads to not leave college without an internship. I made that mistake of leaving college without an internship. And I am thankful it only took me a year and a half to get into the field um, that I wanted to go into, but it could have taken much longer simply because I didn't have an internship. Um, but if you get an internship in the field that you're interested in while you're in college, that only increases your chances of being able to truly go into that once you complete college, because most of the time they, they end up hiring interns. And I can say, even in the office that I work in now, um, two of our, you know, three of our um, employees in the department were students, worked for us as students before they became full-time employees with us. So that's the best way. 
Um, the second is to make sure you have a mentor because a mentor will be able to help you look bigger picture long term because as a, as a new grad, um, you're thinking, I know I want to get that paycheck. I want to be able to buy the car. I want to be able to, you know, move into the house that I want to move into. And you have this idea of what it's going to be like when you graduate because you're ready to be done with school. Um, but a mentor will be able to help you say, you still got to put in the work. Like you put in the work for the schooling part, but now you got to put in the work in the field. And that's a whole nother level. <laughs> so you got to pump your brakes, put some goals together, and you really got to put in the work. And it's going to take some time before you see your, your two harvests from that one. That's so true. I The internship and the um, mentor, those are something, I never heard about those in college. Granted, you know, I was like hanging out at community college for a while and then was like, yeah, but it would have been helpful for them to share that information. Um, because both of those I could, I I mean, as soon as you said that I was like, yeah, that's what people, what's what young people need to know is you have to have that tether to real life as you're experiencing college life. Yeah. So the mentor thing, I feel like a little bit, remember in church, they'd be like, you need an accountability partner. And then you look to the next person, person sitting next to you and they kind of shrug and you kind of shrug and you're like, all right, let's be the accountability partners. But neither of you know what that means. That is my idea of a mentor. So help me out. How does one find a mentor? What is it really? <laughs> well, one, accountability partner and a mentor to the So I think that's important to, to mention. Like I have an accountability partner who was was a good friend of mine in college. Both of us are in our careers. Um, She's a CPA accountant that works for a firm. I'm an HR professional. We both hold each other accountable um, in our careers and in our finances. So she's great for that. But a mentor, I have a mentor who is also an HR professional and who has been in the field longer than I have. Um, And she works in the same industry as I do. So she understands my day to day. So I can go to her and say, this is what I'm dealing with. I either need advice or I need you to just tell me to do my job. <laughs> I either need encouragement or I need you to tell me to suck it up. You got to do the hard thing. Um, and because she is living it and she's doing the job, that's the difference with the mentor. Accountability partner like my accountability partner, she is an accountant, so she doesn't understand HR things. Um, but we can hold each other accountable to say, hey, did you do your monthly budget or your finances this month? Or did you stay on track with your monthly budget? Or my mentor can say, um, how did you handle that situation? What did you like about how you handled that situation? Here's my advice on how I think you should handle it the next time because I do the exact same thing that you do. Hey everyone, it's time to take a quick minute and show gratitude to our sponsors who make this show possible and give you some special offers. Delta Life is Ladies Group Fitness in Pace, Florida, and I've been a member since 2016. I get bored super easy and I'm great at talking myself out of exercise, like expert level 5,000. So having a class to show up that's different every time has been winner, winner, chicken dinner for me. And with it just being 30 minutes, there's really no reason not to go. 
Plus, they do fun social stuff like Christmas pajama parties, little black dress events, and challenges. You can get your first class free to try it out. You can even come with me. There's no annual contract. It's all fitness levels, free childcare. Plus, if you mention the Meredith For Real podcast on your first visit, you'll get a free five-pack of classes so you can really see if you like it. Check them out at deltalifefitness.com. I think especially to help you grow and to challenge you to be better because I think that's one of the things that that my mentor does for me is she questions every single thing that I do in a respectful way. So it's like, well, why did you make that decision? What led you to make that decision? And um, if you could do it again, is that the exact same decision you would make? Um, And sometimes that's, you know, it stinks because it's like, gosh, I, I'm, I'm juggling all this stuff. I feel like that was the best decision. But what she's doing is preparing me and saying, that's going to come around again. And you might want to think about now mm-hmm. if you would do that exact same thing again or if there's a better way to do it. Wow. So I think that's what a mentor can do. But I think it's important that you, like, if you have a mentor or you want a mentor, you respect their time. Understand that they're also in the field that you're in or should be. And they're working to their next level just like you are. And so it's important to come to them knowing exactly what you need from them, knowing exactly where you're going so that they can help you get there. They can't help you figure that out. Mm -hmm. You need to come to them with that already, you know, having that already in place. How did you find your mentor? Um, I was... At my place of employment, and we have a mentor-mentee program, mentorship-mentee program, and you can apply to be a part of the mentorship program. And when you apply, you list three people that you want to mentor you. Well, I listed the same person all the time because (laughs) she was the only person that I wanted to mentor me. And the reason I chose her is because she had the job that I now have. Um, She was the director of HR, and I wanted to be the director of HR. So there was only one, so why be mentored by anybody else? (laughs) And um, I was chosen for the program. We were matched up. And just the way things happened, she was in the process of leaving the company because she wanted to go work within the company but for a a different college. And um, it worked out where she was able to do that. And that got the ball rolling to where the position eventually opened up to where I can be right. Wow. If somebody works somewhere where there isn't a mentor-mentee program, what what should they do? Um, Other than suggest that there be one, but but for their, if that's not an option, is there, (laughs) probably can't put an ad in Craigslist. Well, yeah, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Tip number one, don't ask for a mentor on Craigslist. No, don't do that. But you can network. Networking is so is so key, being involved in the industry that you're interested in and networking. Um, my One of my mentees right now, her mother worked, used to work for the company that I worked for. And um, her mom was like, hey, my daughter is trying to grow within the field of HR. Would you mind if I matched you two up as mentor Missy? Um, I had not met her daughter before. It was just simply the fact that she and her mother, her mother and I had worked together. 
and um, that was a great working relationship, so why not? Um, I will say that I consider certain people my mentors that I've never met before, um, that I listen to podcasts on, or that I watch on YouTube, or that I read their books. So it's not necessarily someone that you have to know, but someone that you admire or you trust their advice because they're in the field that you're that you want to be in, or they're they're in the position that you want. Um, but networking is key. It, you've got to get out and meet other people who are doing what you're doing, or get out and see people where you want to go. That's such good advice. And no matter how they do it, whether it's listening passively, you know, to a podcast or someone on YouTube or reading a book or networking, going to a conference, meeting other people in your field, it all comes down to you that you're ultimately the person that has to um, live with yourself and the choices that you make around your nine to five, which makes finding your passion in your nine to five such more of an attainable thought. Because um, when I was telling people, oh, you know, my friend's going to come on the podcast and she's so great. She's going to tell us how to find our nine to five, our passion within our nine to five. And they all were like, what? Because I have a lot of entrepreneur friends. So they're like, that doesn't make any sense. But it does because you're putting the power, you're taking back the power. You're not viewing your nine to five as owning you. Yeah, and and that's the interesting. <laughs> I find this thing very interesting. This this new like everybody has to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's not going to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> like, I need someone to be at the hospital to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. I need someone to um, you know be at QT to ring up um, the items that I purchase at the gas station. Everybody's not going to be an entrepreneur at their entire life. Maybe not. Maybe they will be at some point in their life, but everyone's not going to be an entrepreneur their entire life. And that doesn't mean that you're passionless. Like, I absolutely love what I do every day. I purposely find um, positions that I have work-life balance to where I can go be a part of my kids' school party if I choose to. I can go and take a week's vacation. I'm off for the entire week of Christmas without using any of my vacation time. I purposely look for um, industries that allow me to still be passionate, still travel, still have fun, and truly enjoy what I do. And I think people have this misconception that if you have a nine-to-five, you're chained to it, Mm. um, and that you're passionless, and you don't enjoy what you do, and that your income is limited. And that's not the case. Like, I can make, I truly believe that income is not based on my job. Like what I do, I can go and do for myself on the side in conjunction with my job and income is is limitless. Mm -hmm. And when people take the boundaries and the chains off of working for someone else and just look at how can I bring my passion to this? they will see like, this isn't as bad as everybody makes it out to be like, this is actually pretty cool. (laughs) That's so good. So if we were going to summarize how to find your passion in your nine to five, I think the first tip would be, don't look for a mentor on Craigslist. No, I'm kidding. The first (laughs) tip would be um, tap into your childhood wonder, if you will, W-O-N-D-E-R. 
and find it, find it. And then the second thing, would you say be find a mentor? Yes. Find a mentor. um, If you're at a point where you can work and do internships and or volunteer, um, that is definitely the next one. Because you are going to need some experience in trying to get to where you're trying to go or trying to tap into that passion. You're going to need experience if you don't have that. So, yes. To, you know, what did you love to do as a child? Or um, what are you truly interested in right now? And then um, two, definitely finding a mentor and three, internship slash volunteer. Yes, the volunteer. That's so good. Thank you so much. This was so awesome. If um, you are listening or watching this podcast and you want to ask LaShante a question that I did not ask, then message me on Instagram, Meredith For Real. I will bug my dear friend here, collect the answers and put out a bonus episode via email, which you can get by going to my website, MeredithForReal.com and just signing up to get the emails. So thank you so much for your wisdom and your passion and sharing your morning with us. That is a wrap. You did a great job. Woo. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, share it with your friends and leave a review. You can also watch the episodes on YouTube. There's hidden curious caches in each episode and the first two people to find them win a prize. So be sure to get my emails for clues and other insider perks at meredithforreal.com.